What is going on, everybody? Hello, happy Friday. Thank you for everybody who has tuned in to the next episode of the All in Man Cave podcast coming at you live March 11th, 2022 from Eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, Weather in Pennsylvania is absolutely insane. Uh, Monday, 72 degrees was the high. Uh, We are now about to expect uh, three to five inches of snow coming tomorrow with extremely high winds. I know I mentioned on the last podcast, uh, the high winds was crazy, knocked over everything in my yard. Uh, huge monetary impact to all the things that broke in that, uh, which we are not going to talk about. However, sports and the sports world is popping off. We got baseball that's back. Uh, I'm not going to get too far into the into baseball because obviously I want to have Tim and Tyler come back on the podcast relatively soon, hopefully next week, uh, and talk about baseball, free agency period, all of that good stuff for baseball. As you guys know, not the biggest baseball fan, but a huge sports fan nonetheless. Uh, and baseball is going to have all, its entire season and they're going to play it. So uh, very interesting. Uh, also very exciting uh, for all the huge Huge baseball fans out there. We got NFL trades going on. We've got quarterbacks moving. Uh, we talked about a few already, but there's more. There's always more, it seems like, in the NFL. Uh, and then we're going to end on some golf, uh, and we'll get to that when we get to the end. But like I said, baseball, let's hop right in. Uh, if you guys have any comments, anything on on what we're talking about in the podcast, any questions, just to tell me that my takes are crap or to tell me my takes are awesome. Please follow me on Twitter at the All In Man Cave Pod. That's at All In Man Cave Pod. Uh, throw, feel free to throw me a Facebook request as well. Cole Hate, C O L E H A Y D as in dog, T as in Tom. Like I just said, baseball's back. Uh, They did come to a tentative agreement between the MLBPA and the owners of baseball and baseball in general. It's going to happen. And there's going to be a crazy free agent frenzy based on Jeff Passan, a very good reporter for the MLB, uh, for the next three weeks. Free agents, trades, it's going to be insanity. Uh, to go along with some of the some of the NFL stuff, it's going to be a lot of breaking news uh, and a lot of players moving. Uh, there's a, a lot of big names. I'm not going to go too far into it. We're definitely going to talk about it next week on the podcast. I'm going to get Tim. I'm going to get Tyler. We're going to talk baseball next week at some point. So for all you baseball people out there, uh, you're definitely going to have a podcast, and it's going to probably be another long podcast. I always joke with Tyler and Tim. Uh, well, Tim, I talk about it a lot. He's been on once, but Tyler's been on a few times. Every time we do a baseball podcast, it's always extru- a lot longer than all of my other podcasts. But baseball's back. They're going to be playing. Uh, there's going to be moving pieces. There's there's going to be a lot that's involved. And listen, it's good. It's good to see in the sports world. You don't want to see a whole season canceled. Uh, We all experienced what COVID did to sports. It was awful. Watching NFL games with no fans, watching the MLB season get uh, diminished down to 60 games, uh, and to watch and see what happened even in the NBA with, with the bubble situation and what happened with all of those teams as well. So, Baseball is going to be back. Uh, please tune in. Check the feed for all episodes that you guys missed of my podcast, the All in Man Cave podcast. I guess I should say this podcast, as well as keep a lookout for the MLB pod next week. Uh, kind of hoping to get everything together. Uh, if it doesn't, I'm going to be really upset, but I'm thinking I can round up Tyler and Tim and get get you guys a podcast with a lot of info. 
So let's move on from the MLB into the NFL. So big, two big, huge trades. Uh, one kind of expected and one really not really expected, especially from this guy. Uh, and by this guy, you guys can't see that I'm pointing at myself, uh, but did not see one of the moves. But we'll start with Carson Wentz. Uh, the Carson Wentz trade. Uh, Carson Wentz is officially traded to the Washington Commanders. Uh, I, the funniest joke I've heard in a while. Uh, one of my buddies uh, and on Twitter, I, I saw this two different places that people are going to start calling the Washington Commanders the Washington Commies. Uh, that would be absolutely hilarious. Also a bit offensive, but nonetheless, I feel like there's going to be a large following of people calling the Washington football team in quotation marks the Washington commies now that they're, they're now that they're the commanders um but Carson Wentz goes to Washington uh details of this trade uh the Washington commanders get Carson Wentz obviously they get a 2022 second round pick uh which is basically a pick swap with the Indianapolis Colts so the Colts actually move up five spots therefore the commanders move back five spots uh, from 42 to 47. Uh, they also get a 20, uh, 2022 seventh round pick as well, the commanders do. On the flip side, the Colts get, uh, like I just mentioned, the 2020, 20, sorry, 2022 second round pick and a 2022 third round pick as well as a conditional pick in the 2023 draft, uh, which is not this year's draft but next year's draft. And hilariously enough, the conditions of the conditional pick are it's going to be a third regardless, a third round pick regardless in that draft. But if Carson Wentz plays 70% of the snaps for the Washington football for the Washington Commanders this upcoming season, it turns into a second round pick. If you guys think that you're having deja vu, uh, you per, you are not. That actually already happened. Uh, and the Colts took a took a, a page out of the Eagles playbook uh, and based on what's going on in Washington right now at their quarterback position with Ryan Fitzpatrick assuming uh, to be the starter for all of last season getting hurt and miss basically missing all of last year minus probably a half I think he got hurt week one uh, for then Taylor Heineke to come in and play good in some aspects bad in other games uh, he was hit or miss, uh, not what people expected from Taylor Heineke with the huge hype uh, he got when they played against the Buccaneers a few years back. There's going to be a lot of competition, and Carson Wentz has not played at a top level for anyone to assume that he's just going to start 70% of the snaps, not to mention his injury history as well. So Carson Wentz, he has some stigmas to his game, uh, and those stigmas to his game – are ones that you really need to take seriously. Carson Wentz, not a leader in the locker room, seems to be a bit of a complainer based on what's coming out uh, from former players, from former coaches, uh, and from the media, uh, that he was complaining about multiple things, changing up plays, upset with certain plays that were called, as well as him not being a leader of men, which is what people want as captains on football teams. Uh, you're a quarterback of your team. You need to be a captain. You need to play for the team. This is why I like making the comparison of Carson Wentz to Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins, great stats. Love the guy when when everything's good. Uh, but when everything's not good, to go along with the fact that he plays for contracts for him and doesn't play for contracts for his team. When we all, and I shouldn't say we as a broad 
as a broad generalization. But when you play team sports growing up, say you're eight, between your eight to 12 years old, you're playing team sports, you're part of a team, you want to do what's best for the team, and you don't always, being selfish on rec teams, it doesn't matter what sport it is, puts a target on your back. And I've watched this happen multiple times. I I went to a high school that was relatively decent uh, in terms of their athletic program. It, 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 there's a lot of players that play for themselves, and you get a target on your back, and there's a stigma that you're only ever going to want to play for yourself, and you're never going to be a part of the team. Uh, it just seemed, uh, for me, playing on rec teams growing up, whether it be baseball, football, uh, I, mainly those were my two sports uh, that I grew up playing uh, from a young age. I skipped flag football, but played peewee football uh, for six, seven years, and I did the same with baseball as well. Probably played baseball actually a little bit longer uh, and earlier. Played baseball maybe from when I was six to freshman year in high school, so 15, and then I started to play golf. Uh, Pretty much put everything else to the side and then played golf, which we'll talk more about uh, at the end of this podcast, but... I saw a lot of players that were very individual. And yes, you want to play your best and you want people to care about you as a player. But at the end of the day, it's about the team. If your team's not winning, they're not winning. Uh, And you need to figure out why that is and address it as a team. And that's just the way I feel about it personally. I've watched it. I've seen it. With the me being a Minnesota Vikings fan, it's put on under a microscope because it feel like it feels like the Vikings the last few years have been piggybacking off of one side of the football. Uh, And it doesn't seem like a team effort. It seems like they're focusing on one side versus the team as a whole. Uh, and that's kind of where the 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 misfortunes, uh, the the bad rap, uh, and maybe even uh, how people are struggling uh, to stick with their football teams moving forward because it's not a cohesive unit. It's a few guys playing for one thing and the rest of the guys playing for something else. A cohesive unit always works better. Uh, and by using the word always, I don't mean 100% because nothing's 100%. Uh, But you get really close to that number if you play as a cohesive team. Moving off of Carson Wentz and to Khalil Mack. So I had no idea that Khalil Mack was anywhere near the trading block. I knew that maybe the Chicago Bears would want to try and shed some of the older players, not only from just their defense, but from their team in general. Uh, Because of the new head coach, because of the new GM, it just seemed like they were the type of team, and and the Vikings did the exact same thing by hiring a new head coach and a new GM as well, that some of the older players that may be fan favorites might end up being on the chopping block based on uh, the GM coming in and interviewing players, the head coach doing this a similar type thing, and de- depending on where they're at in the salary cap. Those are just three examples. Another example would be what direction do you want to go? If that player doesn't fit in the direction you want to go, that player is available to be acquired or to be cut. So Khalil Mack gets traded from the Chicago Bears to the LA Chargers. Chicago gets a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick. The Chargers get Khalil Mack. Now, I'm not surprised so much, and we talked about what the Bears' impact is here. I'm I'm jumping all over that, and I'm thinking that Khalil Mack doesn't fit in what the Bears want to do moving forward with Matt Eberflus, 
uh, with Ryan Pace. Let's let I don't think the direction they want to take this football team is includes Khalil Mack. And an interview may have happened. Happened a Q and A may have happened. There may have been different differences in terms of where they where each side was at to to make him on the list of possible trade candidates during this offseason because I didn't honestly think that Khalil Mack was going to move. But let's talk about the Chargers and what they're trying to do via this trade. Brandon Staley, their head coach, defensive guy, saw that his defense was subpar last year in multiple categories. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa will now be pass rushers on the same team. That team is playing in a division with Patrick Mahomes, with Russell Wilson now, newly acquired quarterback, uh, and the new starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos, as well as Derek Carr if he doesn't move uh, to another team in in Las Vegas. And I apologize. I I remember listening back to the podcast I just posted uh, this past Tuesday. I said Oakland Raiders. I do this all the time, but I don't think I do it often on podcasts. It's just hard, and I'm surprised, honestly. The other day, I was just having a conversation with somebody, and I brought up the San Diego Chargers. I don't know why it's imprinted in my brain. It's what I saw growing up. I apologize for the mistake is basically what I'm saying. But the L.A. Chargers now have two premier pass rushers on that defense. Khalil Mack, regardless of his age, is a force to be reckoned with. And the one main part, and I'm not even – I'm not even talking about his ability to sack the quarterback right now because he missed a lot a lot of last season, but he helps in the run game at point of attack. He gets there, he inhibits the running back from making the move he that that running back wants to make, and he's able to be a huge influence against the run. The Chargers were awful last year against the run with Joey Bosa on the field and with Joey Bosa off the field. So now Kilio Mack is a, is a two for one basically for Brandon Staley, and it's a pretty easy decision. Honestly, losing the picks is losing the picks. It seems like every NFL team right now is going towards making moves that don't require any type of any type of attachment to your picks in the draft. You're seeing what. You're seeing what the Tampa Bay Bucks did with just Tom Brady recruiting players to come play for him. You're seeing what the what the Rams have done uh, with acquiring Matt Stafford, acquiring all these players, and not caring about their first round picks or picks in general. And also, maybe you you can link in the the Jamal Adams trade uh, from uh, the Jets going to Seattle as well with what Seattle had to give up for him and the first round picks involved with that as well. It doesn't it seems like this this league is going towards a direction and a certain type of direction that is a win now and we'll figure it out. Uh which in the long run is gonna end up screwing these football teams when it doesn't work out. Uh the Rams won a Super Bowl, so it worked out. At some point they're going to need to rebuild this team. And they're not going to have the picks to do so or the money to do so because they're spending their money and, and and creating these contracts that are being kicked so far down the road that you can't see it. And then all of a sudden, you go to reevaluate with your salary cap guy on your team, your GM, the the owner, and you're and you're like, oh my lord, my I didn't realize my my hands were tied this this tight. So at some point, this is going to be this is going to be a huge deal now. There's got to be a reason why these teams are making this move. Is it worth it? 
Is the one Super Bowl in 10 years worth it if the other nine years you're in salary cap hell, you're in you're in a draft hell where you have no picks and free agency looks bad? Or even one year the one year you do end up with an extra draft pick or two, uh, but you use it to move up. So now you you use it to move up for one player and that player doesn't work out. You just you start to handcuff yourself and your options are limited. Which is why I'm not a huge fan of teams like the Rams doing this because of what the downfall could be. I'm a very risk-averse person. Compared to many in this this world, I'm a very risk-averse person. And I take money very seriously in life because unfortunately it runs pretty much everything. If you don't have the money to do it, you can't do it. You got to figure it out. It, it it's ve- I'm very risk averse and, and to take multiple years of draft picks and to put them all on the line for a two to three year window just seems pretty ballsy to me personally. And, and, and listen, don't get me wrong. I would love to get back the mid 2010 Vikings seasons uh, with Christian Ponder, uh, with all of these players that that were drafted and expected to perform and they absolutely shit the bed. Don't get me wrong, I'd rather those teams not go 3-13, and 13, but I'm so glad they didn't waste four years of first-round picks and three years of second-round picks for them to go 7-8 and eight or 7-9, and nine, whatever it was before we were seven games. Oh, sorry, say yeah, 7-9. and nine. Uh, With all that involved and what you would lose, it's so much, it hurts so much more to a true fan that's been a fan for over 20 years. It, 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 the Vikings have not had the best recent history now I have heard good things uh with the Vikings as an organization since they've been around uh that they're a relatively competitive organization regardless of how many Super Bowls they have which is zero they have a good win-loss percentage compared to other franchises that are as old as them but uh, to just to just automatically assume that whatever you're gonna acquire uh you're willing to give up your recent your recent history of draft picks or your recent projection of draft picks for up to four to five years uh, for a two to three year window to maybe or maybe not work to me in my head it's a little bonkers it's a little bonkers all right so those two trades pretty crazy I'm assuming that the trades are going to continue uh, and we're going to talk quarterbacks now because I was looking at it and I know we've talked quarterbacks the last few times on this podcast but there's clearly five teams that are looking for quarterbacks and there's five players that could be acquired either via trade or free agency. And this is about to get very interesting. So Aaron Rodgers came out. We talked about it. He's going to be in Green Bay and he's under contract automatically for the next four years. Russell Wilson leaves Seattle, goes to Denver. He's going to be in Denver for at least a few years. So... We're down to what I rank, and these aren't in order, but these are the top five available options for teams that want a quarterback. We have Jimmy Garoppolo, we have Kirk Cousins, we have Derek Carr, we have Mitchell Trubisky, and we have Jameis Winston. Those are, in my opinion, the top five players of players that could be acquired via trade, and they are definitely on the trade market. Like, they are out there. Uh, teams are calling other teams to figure out if they're available. There there have been offers for most of these players. 
But then there's also the five teams you have to take into consideration. The Steelers just lost Ben Roethlisberger. Their backups are not good options. You have the Colts who just traded Carson Wentz. Their backups are not good options. You have the Seahawks who just traded Russell Wilson. Their backups are not good options. You have the Saints who wanted Jameis Winston to be the answer. Sean Payton then takes a year off slash retirement. You have what you thought uh, was Jameis Winston for the near future. Now he's a free agent. He's coming off an ACL. What to expect? And then you have the Giants. And Tyler's going to love me putting this on here because he's a huge Giants fan. Uh, Listen, Daniel Jones is a joke. He cannot play quarterback. But like I say with all Giants players, Basically, uh, honestly, not all Giants players, I should say Saquon and Daniel Jones' development in this league have been hindered by their terrible offensive line. And I've read multiple things on the internet on via multiple sources saying that they are interested in bringing in Mitchell Trubisky as a free agent signing to compete with Daniel Jones for the starting job. Listen, I don't understand as a New York Giants fan as a part of that organization, what is the point of bringing in Mitchell Trubisky to have a quarterback competition with a first-round pick that you drafted in Daniel Jones without expecting some sort of backlash? That's insanity. If you're going to bring in Mitch Trubisky, you need to get rid of Daniel Jones and try and shop him because now you're paying Mitchell Trubisky, who is already in free agency, going to get overpaid based on his value. And Daniel Jones, who's already overpaid based on his value. So now you're overpaying two players that you could only start one player. What is that? It makes no sense to me at all. I don't understand if the, any of these sources are are lying, if they're, these are trolls on the internet, trolls on Twitter. I have no idea. But it would make zero sense to bring in Mitch Trubisky because you're going to have to pay him a premium in free agency because there are teams that need quarterbacks and you're going to get outbid, you're going to get overbid and you're going to end up paying more money for Mitchell Trubisky than you wanted to pay for him. He just got paid $3 million to back up Josh Allen in Buffalo. He was bad in Chicago, whether that be Chicago's offensive scheme or not. He was not a good quarterback. Yes, he's mobile. Yes, he can throw the football, but he was overdrafted and now he's going to be overpaid. That's the realistic, uh, I feel the same way about Kirk Cousins. There's quarterbacks that I feel a certain type of way about. You are not worth what you're getting paid. Now, now I'm not saying they're terrible players, but Mitchell Trubisky's not worth $20 million a year, just the same as Kirk Cousins is not worth $40 million a year. And Carson Wentz isn't worth $32 million a year. That's just what it is. You have to put a worth to the quarterback. Put a worth to any quarterback. If you brought, there's a reason that Ben Roethlisberger's cap hit was over $40 million and he restructured to take less money. He knew that it would help his team have more money and he wasn't worth it anymore. He knew that his play had declined. The move by Ben Roethlisberger to get another 20, a little over $20 million from the Steelers last season. And if you watched Ben Roethlisberger play football last year, and you're even a Steelers fan, shout out to Scott. He bowls on my bowling team, huge Steelers fan. Scott, I'm going to bowl with you in the next two hours. I'm going to see you. If you listen to this podcast, it's probably going to be after this bowling. 
this bowling league match, bowling league night, whatever you want to call it. How much was Ben Roethlisberger worth this year? How much would you have paid him based on his performance? If you say more than $30 million, you're actually insane. He could not throw the ball down the field. There was clear indications of decline. His arm wasn't where he was hurt for some parts of the season in multiple different locations on his body uh, to be as general as possible. It, it, ben Roethlisberger was not the Ben Roethlisberger of old this year, nor was he the year previous, uh, but this year especially. They were carried in football games by their hit-or-miss defense as well as Najee Harris being able to find success with an offensive line that took a hit in free agency last year. So, uh, listen, this is the, the where are these players going to end up? And now that Rodgers and, and Russell Wilson are, are on the teams that they're going to play for next season, based on what Russ got, based on what Carson Wentz even got in terms of what are they worth in terms of picks, in terms of what they're going to get in the free agent market or via trade, I feel like there's a huge possibility that all of these players move. And they're going to move quickly. Now, saying that all of them will move is probably a pipe dream because there's always one that stays or always one that's uh, that does something unexpected and and takes less money is offered less uh, assets for for their play uh, in the upcoming season so the first two that move are going to be the most important the Seahawks have no quarterback the Colts have no quarterback the Steelers have no quarterback all three of those franchises are going to be expected to win or play at least decently in this next upcoming season. The Giants and the Saints have some rebuilding to do. Alvin Kamara's got issues. Michael Thomas hasn't been on the field. Uh, the Giants in general have been an absolute shitstorm for the past few years. And trust me, Tyler and I talk about it. So uh, those three teams, what three players? Uh, are the 49ers in a rush to get rid of Jimmy G? I have no idea. It doesn't seem like it. Jimmy G, at, listen, if he's willing to take a discount, he's coming off surgery. Trey Lance and Jimmy G, it doesn't seem like the 49ers would be in a rush to get rid of him. So are, are they going to cave in to, to people's outrageous demands uh, because they because they know that they want to start Trey Lance? Maybe not if they're that ridiculous. So I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that Jimmy G needs to leave or he needs to stay. But it doesn't seem like the 49ers are going to be going to be in a rush to move him even though teams are going to be in a rush to sign him. Because regardless of what you want to say about Jimmy G, he's been to the playoffs. He's won playoff games. Yes, he's injury prone. Yes, some of his throws are sketchy. But you could say that about 3 quarters of the NFL right now. So it's interesting to see uh, Jimmy G and Derek Carr are very polarizing right now for the three teams I mentioned, the Steelers, Colts, and Seahawks, for what they're going to be willing to give up for a quarterback they know they know is at least average, even on a bad day. I don't even want to think about what happens if the Vikings get rid of Kirk Cousins. The other options available scare me, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, so I think, honestly, if you're going to ask my truest opinion of what the Vikings should do, uh, we should play with Kirk this season, see what he is in a Kevin O'Connell offense, and then take it from there. Uh, then his contract is up, and we don't necessarily need to pay him what he probably will expect in $50 million uh, because he will somehow shape or form 
figure out a way to convince multiple billionaires uh, that he's worth as much as Aaron Rodgers. Trust me, he's already done it multiple times. Uh, Fully guaranteed contracts, contracts he's definitely not worth. So, uh, listen... I, I think Kirk Cousins needs to play this contract out. I think I think the Vikings need to let him do it, and we got to see what he what happens this year. But this year is going to be the swing year for the Vikings. Uh, but for Derek Carr and and for for Jimmy Garoppolo, I think there's going to be some very high stakes uh, at, at stake, uh, and their teams are going to be willing to give up multiple high assets for these players because they don't have other options. Green Bay, if they would have unloaded Aaron, any parts of Aaron Rodgers, him, well, sorry, all of Aaron Rodgers, if they unload him, traded him, did whatever, and then obviously Devontae Adams probably goes as well. You get all these picks, but now your team is in shambles. Nobody wants to rebuild. They want to retool. That's the new term that the internet is using. Let's retool the team, not rebuild the team. We don't want to have another Jacksonville Jaguars incident. We don't want to have a Houston Texans incident. Everybody's scared of that. And the cap going up each year is going to force teams to do all they can to retool before they are forced to rebuild. All right, guys, that's the NFL update. Let's switch to golf. And I know a lot of people are going to turn this pot. Maybe a lot of people would potentially turn this podcast off. But it hits me right in the heart. My favorite sport to play, not favorite sport to watch, but favorite sport to play, golf. Tiger Woods inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. I've gone back and forth about this, and I watched Tiger Woods talk at the podium when accepting his, his basically, he's accepting getting inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. And if you guys haven't watched it out there, any avid sports fan, Please watch it. The just his 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 acceptance speech, sixteen minutes on YouTube. It's not going to kill you, even if you hate golf. You see a lot of good things in there, and you see a lot of good things in his speech. And I'm gonna let you guys, I'm gonna let you guys listen to it if you want to see more specifics on it. But my reaction to it, and this is gonna be a little different for everybody out there that knows me personally. I've always said the same thing. Uh, ever since Tiger Woods started down his dark path personally and almostly and ultimately his dark path in terms of golf on the course as well. I will always love Tiger Woods the golfer and I will never love Tiger Woods the person. And and I think that was a bit rough as a take because of the way he seemed in this press conference, not really a press conference, basically his accepted speech. Tiger Woods is the golfer is one of the reason, only reasons I got involved in golf. Uh, my dad bought me plastic clubs when I was four years old. I lived in a small town, a very, very small town next to an airport. And I used to hit plastic balls. My uncle actually lived next door to me. My dad's brother lived next door to me. I used to hit the, the, the little plastic golf balls with my little plastic set at four, five, six years old even. I was seven before I got my actual first set of real golf clubs, Uh, but I used to hit them back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between the yards, and I fell in love with the game, Uh, and watching Tiger Woods on TV, my dad used to watch sports a lot uh, when I was a kid, Uh, he's a huge Giants fan, just like my buddy Tyler, Uh, and he loves golf, and he loves Phil Mickelson, because my dad's left-handed just like Phil, 
I love Tiger Woods. I loved his drive. I loved the way he was on the golf course. I loved the way he carried himself on the golf course. Uh, and before all of the stuff with his personal life happened, I loved the athlete and the person of Tiger Woods. And I became a little bit of something I dislike based on the stuff that came out. And the one thing I want to point out, at, and we're not going to go hardcore in depth into this, but the one thing I want to take from this is that at the end of the day, everybody has favorite sports teams, everybody has favorite sports players, uh, and everybody has favorite sports units. And by units, I mean I love the uh, Rams defense. I love the uh, pitching staff for the Miami Marlins. I love the... I love the forwards or the center that plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. Wherever you're from, whatever sport you like, you like a unit that is made up of human beings. And by human beings, human beings make mistakes. And sometimes the media makes some of these professional sports figures look like more than human beings. And at the end of the day, they're human. Now, Tiger Woods has made a lot of mistakes. A lot of these mistakes I don't agree with. But he's a human. And at the end of the day, I think I was a little harsh on Tiger Woods, the person. Uh, I was never harsh of Tiger Woods, the player. And some of the things he talked about in that speech about his family and growing up uh, and some of the stuff that he faced as a younger golfer trying to branch out and be uh, have the same things available to him uh, that everybody else did in terms of the color of his skin. Uh, as well as his upbringing in his his father being a green beret and, and it was it was a strict household growing up with his dad a lot of the stuff he took from his family life and and, and put it into his professional life to make him the person he is uh, and tiger woods has a lot of respect from me uh, i've i've listened i've listened to a lot of things on him i've read the books that have come out about him i've watched every series about him Tiger Woods is an extremely interesting person, and he captivated an entire sport. When you talk about goats, when you talk about Michael Jordan, when you talk about Joe Montana, when you talk about Tom Brady, when you talk about a lot of these players that are considered the greatest of all time, I don't think it's possible for another player to be Tiger Woods. It's one of the few that I think that can be overtaken. I think it's possible that another quarterback comes in the NFL at some point in the history of the NFL from now until forever. I think it's possible that a quarterback wins seven Super Bowls. I think it's possible that another MLB player could be as good as the best MLB player that you think could be the greatest of all time. I don't think there will ever be another Tiger Woods. And yes, he's short of what Jack Nicholas was able to do in terms of the amount of majors. But he's won a lot of tournaments and at a higher clip than anyone has ever proven. I don't think there will ever be a player that wins back-to-back -back majors by 22 strokes. Every time I turn on the PGA Tour and watch some golf, which a lot of people hate doing, but I love doing. Honestly, my girlfriend says it puts her to sleep. Probably because it's so calming and beautiful. That's just, that's what my my new comeback should be when she says that. But I, there's not every tournament. Everybody's close. There's a lot of playoffs. Tiger Woods won back to back major tournaments by 22 strokes, and that will never happen again. It's it's just amazing to me uh, what he was able to do on the golf course. Uh, what he was able to overcome 
uh, being a part African-American in a sport that was considered off limits to most African-Americans, which it's so messed up to think about. You think about going out and playing with your buddies on a Saturday and to think about that that course at one point was not offering this sport to an African-American. And that's for, for a lot of things in this country. It's messed up to think about. But what he was able to overcome and prove to all of these people that thought that he shouldn't be there based on the color of his, color of his skin. He shouldn't be there based on the way he was dressed. It's very interesting. And it's very motivating, honestly, to watch the story of Tiger Woods. If anybody out there, uh, anybody listening to this podcast is interested in anything that has to do with Tiger Woods and his upbringing, watch it all. Because there's different aspects, there's different things that people brought up about him, there's different documentaries, there's different docu-series, there's different books. Read it all. Uh, because it's consistent, so I know that most that all of it, or at least most of it, is not BS. But what he was able to do during the hard times, the dark times, the good times, the amazing times, it's a great story. And if you're not a golfer and you want to get into golf, listen, a lot of people have asked me, why do you golf? Like, what's so cool about hitting a golf ball? And to be honest with you, it's a sanity thing for me, personally. I love golf growing up. I played golf in high school. Unfortunately, the college that I chose did not have a golf team uh, but to the, to this day, even in my busiest of years, I go at least eight times a year, eight to ten times a year, uh, and go to the driving range twice a week, even if I'm not playing on that weekend. It's serenity. It's a stress reliever. It's getting rid of pent up anger, and it's it's in, it's beautiful to watch a nice day a golf ball fly through the air. And that's just me being honest about it. I might be a little weird about it. Some people might not agree with me, but it's cool to go to the go to the driving range, get some pent up energy out. And every time I leave that driving range, I feel like I've gotten rid of some of the toxins in my body, whether it be physical or mental. And it's just a great place for me to be and a good frame of mind for me to be in. So I would advise anybody out there, if you're looking for a hobby, if you think it's not going to be fun, at least give it a shot. Go to the driving range. If all that's ever, if that's all you ever do, it'll be better for you physically and mentally. And just go to the driving range and hit some golf balls. Uh, and if you need any advice, I'll tell you what, some of the nicest people I ever met are at driving ranges. Be like, hey, dude, can you help me with this real quick? He probably will. Uh, even in this day and age where people don't really talk to random people anymore, which is very, it's a, it's a very weird thing because I love talking to random people. Uh, probably the most extroverted person you're ever going to meet, honestly, from a personal standpoint for me. I'm the most extroverted person ever. I'll, I'll strike up a conversation with anybody uh, because knowledge is power in this world. And I love talking to different people and seeing different people's aspects and feelings and, and emotions about certain topics. And I love how passionate people get when they talk. Uh, and that's one of the motivations that I had for this podcast. So listen, in in uh, to make a long, long story short about Tiger Woods, go watch his acceptance speech for being inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. It'll change your aspect of him. It, it shows the real, real side of Tiger Woods that not a lot of people see. And under a huge competitive front that he puts up in golf tournaments, he's vulnerable. And vulnerability is something we don't see 
in sports often based on the way the media throws backlash at some of these players, uh, some of these coaches, and some of these owners. They're they're humans too, and that's what's proven in this in this speech uh, via Tiger Woods. Uh, but honestly, the the docu series about him at that are out the. Uh, the books that are out, his autobiographies, some of the biographies, all of the stuff that's out on Tiger Woods. I encourage any reader, any sports, avid sports fan to go out there. And even if you're a golf fan or not, go read it uh, because it's very interesting and it could change your aspects on some feelings that you have about Tiger Woods because it definitely did for me. The person I will always love Tiger Woods, the golfer, and give him a lot of credit for the reason I stuck with golf and some of the demeanors that I take when I play golf. But the person of Tiger Woods is an extremely, extremely unique circumstance that is definitely worth a read for sure. Uh, and I have a lot more respect for him after watching him speak uh, after all these years. I haven't watched him speak in a while because he hasn't played golf in a while. Uh, but definitely a good read, definitely a good listen. Uh, so I recommend for sure. All right, guys, I gave you the little hint that there will be an MLB podcast next week. Uh, I'm going to do my best to get Tyler and Tim on that podcast. Uh, and hopefully there's not 60, mi- 60 mile an hour winds trying to take out the internet while we're doing so. Uh, but I'm hoping that will be good for next week. We'll talk about free agents in the MLB. Hopefully talk about possibly some trades already by the time this podcast comes out. Uh, but that's something to look forward to next week. We'll keep an eye on the NFL for sure. Uh, as well as basketball. I told you guys I was going to have a basketball podcast. That will happen uh, right before the playoffs. Uh, We're going to have some of my buddies from work, don't know exactly how many yet, uh, but some of my buddies from work, let's get everybody together right before the NBA. Uh, I will talk a little bit of college basketball with you guys as well, a recent dabble uh, into college basketball because I've always been a March Madness fan, but never really dug deep uh, during on on any of these, these basketball teams where they're trending, where they're not trending and why. I've never really dug that far deep. I decided to do a little personal endeavor uh, and dr- and dig deep into some of these college programs. Maybe give you guys some betting odds uh, for some March Madness stuff uh, that's coming up and what teams I like in the tournament for people making brackets, uh, side bets with their friends, whatever, what have you. Uh, but going to dig into that as well. So a lot of stuff, a lot of content out there. Let's go and let's get this sports content on. Uh, there will be continued content. The The sports leagues are popping off. There's a stuff going on with golf right now. It's the Players' Championship going on, weather impacting it. Uh, but nonetheless, the sports, the sports world never stops. So I'm never going to stop recording and giving you guys podcasts. So I appreciate all the listeners out there. Thank you so much. As I always say, I appreciate you all. And until next week. Later.